Welcome to the Into My 50s podcast. I have mixed feelings on the success and failure of my relationships over the years. My naivety and lack of confidence in my teens paved the way for me being walked over by girls and women. With age, experience and dating a few psychopaths, combined with some real heartbreak over the years and loss, my attitude and effort levels went up and down over the years. I remember one girl I dated for less than a week at school. She would always cover herself in brute talc. I mean, what was I thinking? Can you imagine a woman smelling of men's brute talc? I used to be very black and white when it came to dating. If I felt in the pit of my stomach that it was not right, I would end the relationship and move on. I was accused of being too fussy, but why should I settle for anything less than I want? I was not looking for perfection. I mean, you can't beat that feeling of amazement when you meet someone you cannot stop thinking about. And this is not necessarily based on looks or sex appeal. The one thing I do know is, due to my love of Audrey Hepburn, I seem attracted to slight women with lovely defined shoulders and slender arms and legs. My second serious relationship was unique in every way and was the most stressful time I ever spent with someone, but it was an obsessive and mentally violent relationship. I knew it was over after a very frightening evening involving an ambulance, a lot of anger and just a feeling of not knowing what to do. Complete despair. I then dated a bit after that but never settling, until now which I will cover in a later chapter always wondering if it was right and unfortunately comparing each one of them, which was unfair. I guess I ended up a 100 metres man rather than a long distance runner. I wondered at times perhaps I was secretly seeking perfection, but was I? Maybe I just hadn't found that person you can just be yourself with. We all know that smug couple who are married and happy, but you just know at some point the phone will go and it'll be the surprising news that one of them has had an affair. You see, most people get bored and are not designed to live with each other. I always hoped that when the right person came along, I didn't think any of my fears would be a problem. And I also believed if you're with the right person, affairs would also not happen. Years after I originally wrote this, I'm lucky enough now to have found that person. A one in a million. There was one more woman I spent a lot of time with, but due to the circumstances that finished that relationship, I don't consider her worth mentioning in any great detail. Needless to say, for over a year I did my best to look after her during a serious illness. I made her laugh. I put every ounce of energy into making her as happy as I could. I always knew her family didn't approve of me and thought their precious daughter could do better. This was mainly for money reasons, which was a bit sad, and I was never going to win. The first time I spoke to her during an argument, it was over. I didn't make that mistake again, I can tell you for a fact. I recall a story where the girl I liked during secondary school, who just happened to live on my road, bumped into me one day in town. She said she had never really noticed me before, but we chatted and I asked if I could see her one evening. We didn't call it a date, but I think we both knew it was. I picked her up in my Escort 1.3 gear, but not before changing the sporty wheels for more simple wheels as I thought she may think I was a bit common, as she came from a wealthy, well-to-do family. Another big mistake. I booked a restaurant I couldn't really afford and dressed myself in clothes I probably wouldn't normally wear and collected her from her house. I could tell she hated my car and sat in it like she was lowering her naked body into doggy do. I tried my best all night and we even parked the car at the top of a local hill. I played my stereo from the car loud, a bit like an 80s romantic movie. We had a slow dance on a perfect summer evening. By this point I thought things were looking pretty good. When I dropped her off I tried to look romantically into her eyes and asked her, Can I see you again? Kind of expecting a guess, considering the evening had gone so well. She replied with a simple, Um, no. I asked her why not, hadn't she had a good time, and her reply was as follows. I just don't find you at all physically attractive. 
I was gutted like a fish, and she just smiled and got out of the car after enjoying my best efforts all night, and I never saw her again. At the time, I was inconsolable, but on reflection, that girl gave me the best lesson in life. Never pretend to be something you're not. And even more importantly, don't ever change the wheels of your car for any woman on any date. Just be yourself. Eventually, I finally found the woman of my dreams in April 2016. My life changed completely in so many positive ways I could hardly believe it. One woman was able to undo all of the negativity and attitudes I had built up over the years. The odds of how we met are just out of this world and quite unbelievable. I was just back from living in Amsterdam. I just moved into a rented apartment and I remember the night very clearly as my new sofa had just arrived and I was sitting on it thinking I was finally settled back in the UK. An email popped up saying someone had added me to their favourites on a dating site I hadn't used for years. The title she had given herself made me smile and grabbed my interest so I paid for a month's subscription to enable me to log on and see what the message said. I wasn't looking to date at the time and resigned myself to being a bachelor for the rest of my life. Although there were no photos uploaded, we started to chat and I really enjoyed our conversations. Days went by and still no photographs were uploaded until she said that I hadn't commented on whether I thought her photos were nice. I explained she didn't have any and when she checked it was quite shocking to her that I'd been talking to her all this time without knowing what she looked like. I explained that having done internet dating for a few years a while back it really didn't come down to the photo in the end. Obviously you need to be attracted to someone but mostly it's about how you have a conversation and your shared interests. We then arranged a date at a local pub halfway between where we both lived. I was extremely nervous that night as her photos were stunning and she was from another country which was also exciting to me. I waited with anticipation and then got a call saying she was lost and couldn't find the pub. I started to wonder if this woman was real or whether two massive thugs were going to meet me, bundle me into their car and take me to the cash point. Eventually she arrived and my god she was beautiful. I couldn't even look at her for too long, my nerves had increased beyond control. What I realised though in a short amount of time was that this woman was as beautiful on the inside as she was on the outside. She wasn't aware of her looks and didn't use them to her advantage. She was funny, laughed as if no one was watching and just got me right there. I was hooked. Within a few months we decided to move in together, to the shock of my family and friends. And considering I had never lived with anyone or actually even gone on holiday with a girlfriend apart from a couple of times, this was huge for me. We had a few issues at the start, but all down to me just adjusting as I had never lived with anyone before. My now wife always reminds me of the time I was having a go at her about drinking all the water in the house and eating all of the food while standing there in my underwear, waving an empty bottle of water at her. Okay, look, it was an adjustment for me, okay? I was used to things being there in the same place that I had left them, having lived on my own for my entire life. Going to a cupboard that had biscuits in it the day before and finding those biscuits were no longer there was incredibly frustrating for me and confusing. Finding cups in a different cupboard than they were the day before was also very confusing to me. The house we chose to live in together for the first time was what we called the house of darkness because it just didn't work. We didn't get along very well in that house. It was an adjustment for me living with someone then we moved to another house and oh my goodness, what a difference a house makes. We suddenly just got on better, we were truly happy and we progressed with our lives. Now, I'm not going to cover all the details of our lives until now. I just wanted to set the scene about the amazing woman I had found and how she changed my life. Now you're thinking, but hang on, you said you didn't get on well. And yes, we didn't from time to time, but I'm getting to the best bit. We actually get on like a house on fire. We have a similar sense of humour, we generally like the same things but we are also complete opposites and both very stubborn. But how does that work, you ask? Well, in fact, very well. My wife said to me once, you are the negative to my positive. I did think, what the fuck does that mean? 
But then thinking further, she was right. She has bundles of energy and is a glass half full type person, whereas I am not very energetic and I am a glass half empty type person or was glass half empty in the early days anyway. My wife's energy and positive attitude has really rubbed off on me considerably over the past seven years. And although I'm still grumpy and an anxious git most of the time, I'm definitely a better person for having met my wife and I love her more than anything. Well, apart from one thing, but I'll get to that. Everyone loves my wife. She's one of those people who lights up a room. She brings smiles to people's faces and no matter who they are, what type of mood they're in, they just fall under her spell, like I did. My family have been quite honest in their feedback of my previous relationships to the point where I've fallen out with them from time to time for quite long periods of time, even though they ended up being right about the person, but never mind. But when it comes to my wife, they all love her, unconditionally. This is quite a feat in my family, I can tell you. I was very ill at the end of 2021, and when I say very ill, I should say extremely ill. I will cover the details in another episode, but this came quickly, and we were thrust into a situation that rapidly went downhill. My wife, if I didn't already know it, stepped up. And when I say stepped up, I actually can't believe what she managed to do while I was in hospital, unable to speak or move. We have a beautiful daughter who was one and a bit years old at the time, and our world turned upside down. I am so proud of my wife for how she handled everything. Not only did she visit me every single one of the 90 days I was in hospital, she also looked after our daughter, the finances, everything to do with the house, and all while seriously worrying about whether her husband would ever come home. I still don't know how she did it all. While I was in hospital, I was scared, and I mean really, really scared. It all happened so fast, and suddenly I was lying in a hospital bed, having all sorts of needles and tubes put into me at all times of the day and night. I didn't actually get a single full night's sleep in the whole 90 days. But the one thing I looked forward to every day was the visit from my wife. I couldn't see my little girl and didn't even want to FaceTime, as I didn't want her seeing her daddy with tubes up his nose and looking very gaunt and sick. I did eventually start to do FaceTime calls just before I came home, as I was well enough to do them. My wife repeatedly reminded my daughter of her daddy, explaining where I was, that I wasn't well, but would be coming home and also, whenever she came to the hospital, she explained she was going to see her daddy and would be back soon. I do believe this really helped when I saw my daughter for the first time on my arrival back home, as without that continual reminder, she could have either been scared of me or just didn't know who I was. She came up to me and kissed me on my nose. It was amazing and I collapsed in tears. It was still a little bit awkward when I first got back with my daughter, but it improved as I got better. That took a long time. It was the toughest thing ever not to see my daughter. I looked to photos of her and videos all of the time whilst in hospital. And I'm not ashamed to admit I cried almost every time I did so. I was broken, severely underweight and just lost. When I eventually got to the point where I could eat, Everything suddenly improved and they told me I could be home by Christmas. It was the best news I think I've ever had apart from my wife being pregnant and her saying yes to my proposal of marriage. So to summarise, since meeting my wife, not only am I a better man, I've improved a lot on my negativity and outlook on life. Thanks to my wife, I have an absolutely beautiful daughter who I love more than life and she is such an amazing mother. I mean, there is nothing this woman can't do. I laugh at my old self, the one who didn't believe in marriage or that I could find a woman who could be honest faithful and love me as much as I love her. I was so, so wrong. I have her now and I will never let her go. 